Good morning. It's time for today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. The Flora Assembly of God has Sunday school this morning at 930. Sunday morning worship begins at 1030, including a children's service. And join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Now, here is today's message from God's Word. Good morning. Enjoy this beautiful day today. It's wonderful outside, and this is the day the Lord hath made. And uh, we're going to talk about prayer today. There's many, many ways we can pray in the Bible, but the main thing is that we do it. And, you know, I got to thinking last night when I was looking over something, and what would have happened to Daniel if he hadn't have prayed? He would have been defeated in that lion's den, wouldn't he? The thing is, so many times, you know, he prayed, he probably prayed more than what, what we really know, but the thing is, I mean, to open the windows and, and to pray to God, the thing is, it's something to where we need to pray continually in our hearts, and the thing is, it's something to where it's not hard to pray continually, and it's just, okay, that's our communication with God. That's the way that we communicate with him, that, that he, he knows what you, you, he knows your thoughts and everything, but he likes to hear you talk to him. Just like the person in your household, your husband, your wife, your, your mom or your dad or your brother, or your sister, you know, if you never communicated with them, you probably wouldn't get close to them. You wouldn't know their likes or their dislikes. You wouldn't know uh, what color was their favorite color. Um, you know, many times we take a lot of things for granted. But to have that relationship with that person, you have to communicate with them, right? Well, our communication with God is prayer. Yes, he knows our favorite color and he knows everything about us, but he still likes to hear us talk to him. That is very important. And, um, you know, it's something to wear that's our communication. And, you know, many times we, we, um, we forget that we're supposed to build that relationship with God just as much as we need to build that relationship with our spouse or with a friend. God is more important, and that relationship that you have with him is even greater than anybody else. And so the way that we need to do that is we need to communicate through prayer, talking to him, letting him know your feelings, letting him know everything that you, you know, that you have. And in the same sense to ask him what he would like for you to to do. So we're going to start with a couple of scriptures today. We're going to go into first Timothy, the second chapter, verse one and two. This is just a way of, of what we really need to pray for when we're praying. Um, it is our responsibility to pray for these things because they're in God's word. 
you know, and sometimes we may not like, um, well, let's, let's read this scripture. First Timothy, the second chapter, verse one through one through two, one and two. I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and givings of thanks be made for all men, says all men, for kings and for all who are in the authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. So it's our job, it's our job, our responsibility to pray for our nation, to pray for the national leaders, the state leaders. It's our job to pray for our community leaders, for our mayor, and all the ones that are in our community. And we need to pray um, for the lost in our city, the lost, the, the, the lost, the people that have not accepted and believed on Jesus. They haven't accepted him as his personal savior. We need to pray for them too. That's our responsibility. Oh, but I don't even know them. No, you know, you don't know them, but God does. God knows who they are. So when you <clears throat> start to pray, then you know now that this is where we can start to pray. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. Sorry. Let's go to Acts. <clears throat> and we're going to the second chapter. 42 and through 47. And they continued steadfast in the apostle doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the, the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You know, there's a couple of things in there. They were all in one accord. They were in unison. They were they were doing what God had them to do. They were they were bonded, you know, bound together with the love of God and with God. So when we're praying, we need to also pray for for our pastor. We need to pray for our church leaders. We need to pray for the song leaders. We need to pray for the Sunday school teachers. You know, that's our job. They're not just there to, to minister to you. You have a job of praying for them so that they would do what God has us to do. We need to pray for the part in the body. We need to pray for strength and unity. You know, so many times we have discord among the brethren because we get to walking in the flesh and not allowing the Holy Spirit to help us. And the thing is, if we would really realize that we have when we pray, that brings strength and unity to pray for growth and salvation. You know, there are so many people out there that are dying and they're headed to hell. 
And if we don't pray for God to, to put somebody in our path or, or somebody to, to witness to, you know, it's our responsibility to reach out to those people. We're not put on this earth just for us. We're not put here just for our pleasures. We're put here so that we could be a, an instrument used of God, that we are an instrument that we can reach out to people around about us, that we can love those people that are, that are unlovable sometimes, to reach out to those ones that, that cares, you know, that doesn't, they don't have anybody that cares for them. There's probably hundreds of people in Florida that don't have even a friend. We need to pray that God will help us to, to show that love to them. <clears throat> okay, let's go to Ephesians, the third chapter. And we're going to read 16 through 19. It says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God you know so many times we we get saved and we we believe on the Lord and and so many times that's where we stop and there's so much more so much more if we would just get in God's word and grow in him so this is, this is in our personal life and in our family's life. We need to pray that, we, that our faith grows and spiritual growth. We need to work uh, and, and school, you know, we need to pray for our schools. What about all those kids going to school? They just started back. We need to pray for those kids that they will be led by the Lord. Oh, well, they're just young and little. Jesus was 12 when he went into the, into the temple. And they said, you know, how do you have so much knowledge? The thing is, you know, the scriptures say, you know, out of the, out of the mouth of babes. You know, those children are just, just as much as important, if not more so, to God. And so we need to pray for them. We need to pray for our employer. We need to pray for the school teachers. We need to pray for the professors. We need to pray for our husband or wife or for our future spouse. You know, years ago, it's, you know, you don't think about those things. You need to pray for your kid's spouse, that God will send them the one that will help them to grow and, and to be what they need to be, that they will work together. We need to pray for our children. We need to pray for parents and siblings and friends, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our moms and our dads. You know, there's so many things. <clears throat> when you sit down to pray or you kneel down to pray, or you sit in your car and you're driving along and you're praying, you know, there's always something that we have we, that we can pray for. Okay, we're going to go to Ephesians, the first chapter, and verse 16. It says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in 
my prayers that the God of our Father, excuse me, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the, sta- in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power. It's something to where God has so much in store for us. We need to pray for unity, connection, commitment to each other. So many times, you know, we think about me, myself, and I, and that's not what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to think of others. All of us to grow and to flourish in our faith. You know, we should all be growing in our faith. And, you know, it talks about we're supposed to be praying for the missionaries and praying for those. You know, we're not supposed to worry about anything. Instead, this is in Philippians 4, 6. You know, this is um, a different translation, but it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will, be, will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. You know, when we pray and we put things in God's hands, when we leave it in God's hands, the thing is, we grow so much. And the thing is, it's where we have a peace that passes all understanding. If we don't have peace, then we're not giving it to God. We're not allowing him to take it. Um, So many times we give it to God and then we say, oh, I need that back, Lord. God can't, God, God can do anything. But what, when we take that back, we're taking it out of his hands. So we need to make sure that we give it to him and leave it in his hands that he can do it. Jesus said, all things are possible when you believe. That's in Mark. You know, so many times, just remember when you start to do, when you start to pray. You know, you don't have to say a fancy prayer for God to understand you. You don't have to use big words. If he can hear you say, Father, forgive me then he can hear you say, you know, I love you, Lord. He doesn't have to have all the fancy words and all this. But once you make a commitment to start praying and and that you do pray, your faith will flourish and grow as prayer will become a part of every day of your life. And you'll catch yourself praying, you know, more so than what you did. You know, when when you wake up and start your day, you'll pray. When you go to bed or in the night, you know, you'll you'll say a prayer. During the day in your house and over your family, as you work, as you're at school or church, before you make a decision, you need to pray. God should be the center of everything. And before you make a decision on anything, it should be that you go to God first. When good or difficult things happen, you know, sometimes we, we only go to God when, when the bad things happen. 
oh Lord, I need you now, I need you now. And then whenever the prayer is answered, we don't go back to God. That's wrong. We need to be where we're praying and seeking after God when things are going good too. We're supposed to pray and ask God in every situation, in everything that we do, put him first. When you put him first, is it going to be a bowl of cherries? No, not necessarily. Because the enemy, your adversary, is going to come after you even more so. But when you have the word of God in you, and you, you start you know, speaking the word of God, the devil doesn't have any control over you. When you start praying and getting closer to God, yeah, things are going to maybe happen. But you, when you put it in God's hands, you're not even going to realize those things because you're going to know that God is in control of your life. God is in control of every situation that we have in our life, in our being, if we allow him to be and we put him first. Lord, we just come to you today in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for whoever's listening, Lord, that we will learn even myself, Lord, that we will learn to put you first in everything. That before we go to the left or the to right, the Lord, that you will guide our footsteps, that you will show us which way to go, that you will tell us where we need to be so we can minister to someone or just be where you'd have us to be at that particular time. Lord, I know that you said the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by you. And Lord, Righteous just means that I'm in right standing with you. And Lord, if I've asked you to forgive me of my sins, then I am in right standing with you as long as I'm doing what you want me to do. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will just help us to do that in every area of our life today. Lord, that we'll reach out to, to love people, to be the person you created us to be in every area of our life. Lord, that you will be number one in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. Sunday school is at 930 this morning and Sunday morning worship service, including a children's sermon, begins at 1030. Join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Have a blessed day.